Well, happily, we are about to bid adieu to uh, 2022, and then the optimist in me says 2023 has got to be better, at least for the stock market anyway. You know, the Dow's lost 10% this year. The S&P average, the broader-based average that everybody watches, down over 20, 20%. And the Nasdaq's down 35%. We can't go through this again, can we? David Kelly knows. He's the chief, chief global strategist and head of global market insights for J.P. Morgan Asset Management and joins us right now. Good to have you with us. Glad to be here. So we're not doomed to repeat this, are we? No, generally, if you have a bad year like this year was, uh, usually you get a bounce back. And I think that's particularly true for the bond market. Uh, we rarely have as bad a year as we had in the bond market. Uh, but even for the stock market, prices are better. Uh, I think there are, of course, there's lots of uncertainty. We don't know about Ukraine. We've got to get through Chinese COVID, uh, see if we dodge a recession or not. But generally speaking, we think things should clarify over the course of the next uh, few months. And as things become less uncertain and as inflation comes down, we think the stock market ought to rebound. Well, of those things of of COVID and 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 China in general, Ukraine, um, I would think the most important has got to be Jay Powell, the Federal Reserve Open Market Committee for us. Well, yes. And, and the, the Federal Reserve has been so aggressive all year. I, I think they feel guilt because they think they let inflation out of the bag. Now, personally, I think that had much more to do with uh, the pandemic, uh, the fiscal policy response and Ukraine. I don't think the Federal Reserve really calls this inflation, but they seem so obsessed about fixing it that I think we will probably, unfortunately, get one or two more rate hikes out of the Federal Reserve early this year. But by later on this year, I think they're going to end up uh, having to cut rates. So I think uh, I'd like it if the Federal Reserve changed their minds right now and stopped raising rates. Uh, but, you know, sooner or later, they'll have to. But is that going to be the catalyst when we get a hint that that this is the last hike, maybe, or that they're going to take some time off and sit back and see if they've been successful? Well, it's, it certainly could help. I mean, I, I think it could help because it could bring down long-term mortgage rates and try to put some sort of floor under the uh, under the sort of collapsing single-family housing business. Uh, and also, if it, if it could cause the dollar to fall, it would have a number of positive impacts. Uh, I think it would help our trade numbers later on in the year. Um, it, of course, it would increase the value of foreign profits for U.S. corporations. So if, if the dollar, if the if Federal Reserve pivoting leads to a falling dollar that would also be a help both for the economy and for the markets. You know, I, I mentioned what, you know, what the Dow and the S&P and the NASDAQ have done for the year. But, you know, you look at some individual stocks out there. I never thought I'd see Apple fall 29 percent or, well, maybe I thought I'd see Facebook or Meta, wherever it is, down 65 percent. Disney's down 45 percent. I mean, a lot of these are pretty good stocks that have been beat up. Yes, there have been some good stocks beaten up, but the, the bad stocks have gotten beaten up more. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think this has been a year where we've seen a bit of a bit of a return to, to reality. I think the things that have been hurt the most have been some of the mega cap tech names, which were just overvalued. Uh, of course, crypto and NFTs and uh, SPACs and all of that really took it on the chin, as they should. I mean, one of the one of the benefits of having higher interest rates is it causes people to have to rationally assess what a company is actually worth. And so, you know, all, you know, I think stocks in general had a bad year, but it was a particularly bad year for those stocks which are overvalued at the start of the year. One of the whispers I hear is that companies don't know how bad it is yet, that 
that there's going to be another wave of selling. And the reason we're going to have another wave of selling, we're going to we're put in new lows, is that corporate America hasn't recognized just how bad the earnings are going to be and has, hasn't adjusted enough. Do you buy that argument? Not quite. I mean, I think I think everybody's a little bit uncertain about the economy. I mean, I've got a long list of questions as I try to forecast the economy about things like job openings or how bad will the trade numbers get? And and a lot of these are just going to be question marks here because we're coming out of this incredible roller coaster of an economy due to the pandemic, and it's making everything uncertain. But on a, on balance, as we look at it, we see. Yeah, there's going to be softness, but we don't think there's going to be a big recession. I mean, we're we're standing on the edge of something, but we think it's not a cliff. We think it's probably a swamp. And so we don't have very far to fall. It's just going to be kind of hard to get out of. Okay, well, we'll look on the other side then. What is it going to be back like it was two years ago, the same the same stocks, the same groups? Or, you know, there's been a real shift to, to value stocks. And, and all of a sudden, maybe bonds are interesting again. They, they, Lord knows they have not been interesting for a very long time. But will there be shifts? Yeah, I think there will. I think we are going to return to an economy that looks quite like the economy in the middle of the last decade. Uh, a slow-growing economy with low unemployment, actually with low inflation. I think by the middle of this decade, inflation is going to be well below 2% again. Um, but the difference is I don't think central banks are going to go crazy in terms of pushing rates down to, to zero and having negative real rates again. So I think you'll end up with a more balanced monetary policy. And that combination of slow economy, balanced monetary policy ought to be good for stocks. But I think it'll tend to help value stocks relative to growth stocks. I mean, if you went down to the zero lower bound on interest rates again, the growth stocks would be off the races. I just don't think we're going there again. I don't think that central banks are going to be so reckless as to push us down to a zero uh, federal funds rate again. You know, we have a bad habit in the U.S. of sort of seeing ourselves as an island, and we're not. I mean, this is a we we learn more than ever that this is a global economy. Mm-hmm. So, in order for us to succeed, don't we have to have some some moderation, some some stability? Uh, you know, in Europe and and in Asia, and and somehow make nice with China again? Yes, but I, I can sort of see a path where we're, we're, we're going to make some progress in some of these areas. So with China, China is going through a horrible COVID wave right now, having put it off for you know two years. Now they're having to deal with Omicron. And that's going to be very painful for the Chinese people. It's a, it's a, you know, a health disaster. But if you look at Omicron waves in Europe or in the United States, they don't last long. I mean, they're terrible. But over the course of a few months, basically everybody in China is going to get this. And then, like the rest of the world, they will move on to sort of a, a new reality of living with COVID. And I think they will get back growing again. And I also think that um, some of the other signals coming out of China from uh, from Xi Jinping uh, since the, he was made party leader for another five years, I, I do think he has an ambition with regard to Chinese, the Chinese economy in the long run. And he can't achieve that if we're going to if there's going to be perpetual uh, fight with the United States. So I think. He will try and play reasonably nice here. Um, so I think that may be getting easier. Russia is a much more difficult problem because until you get rid of Vladimir Putin, it's really hard to see how you have any peace there um, in, in Ukraine. So that's a that's a that's a more troubling issue to 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 me um, going to New Year. But you know what? You always things are always supposed to be getting worse around the world. I mean, you've got all these crises, and and sometimes I think it's just 
the way we drink in media, the, the you know toxic social media, toxic cable media. We're just always being told be angry and be scared. And you know my resolution for 2023 is I'm not going to be angry and scared anymore. So w- w- when you put in money, I, like I say, value stocks have really been uh, an oasis in an otherwise just horrible, you know, choppy ocean here for the for the year. Do value stocks continue to to, to be good? And 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 what what about the prospects? We always say, you know, emerging markets and international investing is is attractive. Is that are the, are these groups attractive? Well, first of all, on financial, uh, on value stocks, yes, I think that financials can continue to do better. Uh, essentially, if you go back to 2008, the financial stocks in general were put in the doghouse, and they've never really been able to get out of that. But if you look at valuations, financials generally look cheap relative to the market overall, and value stocks in general look a little cheap relative to the market overall, and they've made some progress this year, but I think they'll make more progress. So I, I would, I think another year in which value beats growth um, and then for international, uh, it, what's remarkable is not just that international has outperformed the U.S., but it's, it's become demonstrably cheaper relative to the United States for 15 years. I mean, the, the P.E. ratio in international stocks just fallen, fallen, fallen relative to the U.S. But I think that's got a lot to do with the dollar. If this is the year where a little less international uncertainty and a Federal Reserve pivot, if those two things bring the dollar down, that's going to allow international to beat U.S. equities. And if that happens for long enough, Americans and everybody else in the world will figure out, well, maybe we should have some money not in the United States. And I think that's that's the thing that will eventually cause some years of international outperformance. But that, that sounds like a second half of the year story, then. It's not going to um, happen in the first part of the year. Yeah, per, perhaps it is, but it's it, it's tricky. As you know, in investing, you can see the <laughs> fundamentals turn down the road. The question is, when is the market going to sniff that out? And the market might figure it out before it actually happens. We, we, I, it's good to hear a note of optimism. And um, I, I'm, I'm now looking forward more than ever to 2023 and getting rid of 22. David Kelly, <laughs> Chief Global Strategist for uh, J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Have a great new year. You too. Thanks a lot for more of our conversation. Go to krld.com slash CEO. David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.